Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The biggest trade a Canadian NHL team made involved the Winnipeg Jets shipping off forward Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the New York Rangers for prospect Morgan Barron, a 2023 fifth-round pick and two conditional second-rounders. So let's settle in on that for a second. How are you folks on what your team did in the trade deadline? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. Proudly brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. The best beer in the game. And where'd my bell go? Hey, breaking news. The Kansas City Chiefs have dealt one of the top wide receivers in the National Football League to the Miami Dolphins just this morning. As the NFL trade deadline window opens, Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, including a first rounder. This year. So that has given us a lot to talk about right there as we continue to broadcast from South Florida and we bring in the moose, Darren DuPont, whom I appreciate uh, that for him sticking with us despite being under the weather. Um, Moose, I'm going to get into a lot of things with you, but first of all, when you heard that, um, nothing surprises me anymore in sports on the field nor off, but this one is a bit of a surprise. Tyree Kill leaving Kansas City where he won a Super Bowl to join the Miami Dolphins. It's a big shocker, real shock, uh, you know, in the football landscape. He's, you know, one of, if not the number one receiver in all of football. You kind of go back and forth for the most part while him and Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams, but Kansas City is still a Super Bowl contender, probably still one of the favorites. Um, it's, it's a lot to, you know, get your head around. He signs a, a big deal. What's interesting, too, is it's to another AFC East um, player in, in Miami. So a team that, you know, Kansas City is going to have to play or get through to get to, you know, a Super Bowl. But I look at what, my, what Kansas City has left. I mean, they've got McCoyle Hardman still. Um, if Josh Gordon ever pans out, he was on the practice roster and he's now, in the, you know, he's with that group. And they just signed J, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, who is coming off a down year and an injury-plagued year with, with Pittsburgh. So. Um, this is a huge blow to the offensive firepower of the Kansas City Chiefs and a huge upgrade for Tua and the boys down in Miami. Well, and I don't know if you were watching the portion of the show just before the end of hour one when I said just on sports radio this week, the Dolphins analysts that they've had on there have said that the general manager, Chris Greer, vowed to get weapons for Tua the starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, how about this? How about Tyreek Hill? Is that something you might be interested in? And five picks going the other way. And again, Tyreek Hill just signing a four-year, $120 million deal with $72 million of that guaranteed. Now, to our viewers, 
Jack Fulton watching in Alberta says, I hate to be a downer, but at a time when so many are struggling financially and the world is falling apart, I don't agree with multi-million dollar contracts to play sports. Sorry, not sorry. And my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, I was thinking the same thing, Jack. Well, that's an argument or a notion as old as time. Multi-million dollar contracts in pro sports and... Where I used to think that, where I first thought that, was the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, where I was spending a lot of time in Vancouver around that time. And what was the budget for the uh, Vancouver Olympics? Vancouver Whistler Olympics was like $700 million. And I was like, 12 years ago. I was about your age, Moose. I'm like, we could cure all the homelessness in the lower mainland with that to the end of time. Doesn't work that way. You have the money, you can do whatever you want with that money. And in the NFL, there is so much money, it's got to be split up amongst the players and the owners. That's the way that it is. If we honestly, if we have a problem with the amount of money that's in pro sports, you got to stop feeding into it, which nobody will. And I'm going to go, I don't want to get into a Bronco plumbing and heating and cooling Raj Rand here right now, but it's very similar to gas prices. Remember when that was going on? And it's, let's have a gas boycott. Let's not go to this gas station on this day. Yeah, but you can't. You need it, and you will. So if you don't like the contracts in sports, stop watching it. But you won't. Over to you, Moose. Yeah, you know, it, it, you're right. They're, they're two separate issues. And it's not like, you know, that's the choice that the owners are making to stop homelessness or to feed the the poor or to help people out or to spend it on pro athletes they're running a business right the the pro football team is a business and if you want to compete and continue to drive revenue and 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 do good business these are the prices you have to pay for your employees or for your assets you know your highest performing assets and Tyreek Hill's one of the highest performing assets in in all of the National Football League so he's earned it and you know, we don't get paid for how hard we work or for sweat equity. You get paid for value. And, uh, you know, value is your ability to be replaced. And for Tyreek Hill, it's very hard to replace somebody of his caliber. Uh, that's the thing. To anybody that complains about what athletes make, you know, we should have learned to throw a football or stop a puck or skate fast or hit a hit a ball with a bat because <laughs> that's the way that it is um john in kansas city furthermore says there were a lot of rumors of off-field bad behavior that just never went away yeah and yet they saw fit to award him 72 million dollars so how bad could it have been other than shipping him out of town and um aaron b Watching on YouTube says the, the Finns need a good running back as well. Yeah, but as Roy Shivers would say, there were damn a dozen. So a lot, of, a lot of talk on an NFL trade here on this Wednesday that went down. I'm thinking about are we going to want to put this in our best of the week for access, and we probably will. But I wanted to point out something, get it back on track, because we are predominantly Canadian show. Predominantly, predominantly Prairie Viewed show. Back to what was going on 
Last hour on this show, for those that have just tuned in on Game Plus or maybe listening to the podcast hour two for Great Western Original 16, the best beer in the game. Hey, I was supposed to ask Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie about him breaking the Mark Giordano trade story, but I forgot. And they're pretty close friends. So that doesn't surprise me that he would break that story. Uh... Yeah, nobody, I don't, they didn't really like my take on the fact that Giornato leaves town and the Flames are a Stanley Cup contender. Am I completely out to lunch? I mean, you're more of a Leaf fan than a Flames fan, but is that a coincidence? There are no coincidences in in this world, Moose. They say that. I know, I know, but there's so many factors that can play into this. You know, with Daryl Sutter, you look at some of the other additions they've made. The group is together now another year. Um, Goudreau is now fourth in the league in scoring, you know, doing his thing. He's got over 80 points. Um, there's a lot of other factors that go into it for sure. Um, we're going to have to see what he does in Toronto in the playoff. Yeah. Jennifer watching in the fourth season says, Geo starts tonight for the Leafs. Jeff in Winnipeg says, Rod's Roy Shivers is just as good as his Grace Jones. Um, well, I spent a lot of time around both. And to be fair, a lot of guys do Shivers imitations. A lot of guys do Jones imitations. You just happen to see me because I have the show. There's guys that do way better imitations than I do of both those guys, believe me. Um, John Ohm, Ohm is watching in Winnipeg, and he says, Need to get Roy Shivers at age 80 on the Rod Peterson show. Yeah, probably not happening. Uh, for those that don't know, he's the former general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, former running back and kick returner for the St. Louis Cardinals. And if Roy thinks that running backs are a dime a dozen, and he was one, he's probably right. But when I was, when I was writing my book on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Green Magic. I called Roy for an interview. And he hung up on me. Can you believe that? <laughs> how did that go Last, down? How did it go down? I was like, yeah. Roy, it's Rod. Don't ever call me again. Click. Oh, okay. And I haven't. <laughs> Didn't we talk a while back with Clark? who's listening right now, the producer. Did you not try to get Roy on and go through his daughter or something? And he's still not on. Roy didn't like me. Roy doesn't like me. And it's mutual. So it's fine. I mean, people have to understand something. Back when I... <laughs> you're loving this, eh? You're loving this. Yeah, I know. Well, I was a real rube back then. And, uh, and then I, I'm not talking about any of my off-air or off-field behavior. It was just Roy Shivers, by the end of his time in Saskatchewan, needed to be fired. And because I had the ear of the executive at that time, I was like, you got to fire this guy. And it's the usual, the usual. Rod, you don't know anything. You're just a dumb radio guy. Shut up. You don't understand. You don't fire people because then you got to pay them out, and that's bad business. So let's let him finish his contract, and then we'll fire him. And I'm like, yeah, but he's continuing to run this team into the ground. Can't you see that? Every day that he's on the job, 
He's doing more damage. Why? You, you go run your damn multi-million dollar business. That's different than a sports team. You don't get that. That's why we've only won two Grey Cups in 100 years, like at that time. 11-11. I'm on the right. Am I on the right track or should I? Shut up. <laughs> That was a sign to shut up. You know, Jeff the Stamps fan writing in, he says, Craig Button. Well, let me say one more on that. Somebody must have told Roy that I was telling his bosses that he needed to go, which I was right, so I don't care. And that's why with this particular little thing we got going here now, Moose, I like yeah. it because nobody can stick a knife in my back. At all. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Craig Button is picking the Flames to win the Cup. Isn't this hilarious? We talk football, which he wants all the time. We start talking football, he starts talking NHL. I don't get it. All these guys. Roger Yee in Calgary. Glad to see Corey Sarich is becoming a good analyst. Miss him on the... How about that? They bitch about they want more CFL talk. I start talking CFL, they go back to NHL. That's why I have the show and they sit and listen. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so back to the poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It is uh, who is the favorite to come out of the NHL's Western Conference to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup Final. Your options are, on Twitter, I put Calgary, Los Angeles, Minnesota, and Colorado, even though Minnesota's third in the Central, not second, the Blues are, but I think Minnesota's going to finish ahead of them. So again, Colorado, Minnesota, L.A., or Calgary, and Calgary's running away with it on Twitter. Calgary's running away with it on YouTube, the last that I saw. <laughs> uh, from Jack Fulton in Calgary, he says, sure, shivers, sure as hell won't come on the show after that rant, LOL. I love you, Roddy. Well, it's the truth. He knows it and I know it. So who cares? What's the difference? You think it's going to change? Roy knows it and I know it. I guess I could be like everybody else and pucker up and be fake and kiss ass, but that's not me and that's not Roy. And if you want, and that's why, frankly, we got along for so long. But I also remember, my God, this is making a great best of the week show for access, isn't it, Moose? Oh, yeah. You should see your face, your grin right now. You just like sitting back and hearing these old rider stories. Um, I do. I want to I say it was the 2006 season. The riders used to practice on an outdoor pitch of grass that was really a cow pasture with a chain link fence around it. Listen closely. A chain link fence around it. So they would have closed practices. They'd swing the, the doors closed, put a padlock on it, but we could still see in. Anyways, <clears throat> I remember one time uh, Roy was walking with his posse because he always had a posse. And uh, I'm like, Roy, you coming on my show tonight? It's your, tar it's your turn to come on my show tonight. And he's like, I'm not coming on your show. You build your ratings off my back. And I'm like, well, I believe that we're paying you to come on the show, and it's your turn to come on the show tonight, so I'll talk to you at 6 o'clock. I'm like, now come on, you damn show. 
And then you keep, and then you wonder why maybe we didn't get along. Did he ever come on the Jeff show? Jeff Kabilis. No! This show no. or that show? That one. Um, that particular one, well, after that little outburst, I'm pretty sure that he didn't. But we used to have the show, and you might remember because you listened to them, catered by Joey's Only Seafood. Joey's Only. So it was like literally Roy would say, what are you, what are you serving? I don't know, Roy. Crawfish. Uh, whatever they serve. Haddock. I'll be there. Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabellus. We have a better chance of seeing Bo Levi than Roy on the RP show. <laughs> Jeff goes on to say, LOL, these stories are gold. From Ted Bluez on YouTube. Also, I'm with Moose on the story. Love it. Uh, from I Ted. Like it. So does from Ted, same guy. So does Roy still like Danny Barrett? Of course. That's why. Now we're gonna have to break and come back and talk more of this. Okay, and then we'll get into the NHL too. Because we're up against it for a break. Hour two is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. And we are broadcasting live from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming. And if you missed any of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcast, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues from sunny South Florida. Hey, a quick check on the ice sports before we bring the moose back in. A light NHL schedule today with just over four games across the league. Two Canadian teams are in action, starting with the Leafs, who are looking to get back in the win column as they host the Devils. Later, the struggling Canucks kick off a four-game road trip against the league-leading Avalanche. By the way, if you missed our NHL top five, bottom five, you want to go back to the start of the show and watch it there. Uh, we do have, spoiler alert, the Colorado Avalanche is the number one team in the National Hockey League. Kerry Anerson and Team Canada are looking for their third straight win today as they take on Sweden at the Women's World Curling Championship. The Canadians are 4-2 and two after a big 10-4 win over Japan yesterday. Sweden sits third in the standings at 6-1. and one. I was watching the curling yesterday on a channel, Moose, if we want to bring him in, called the Olympic Channel. The Olympic Network was airing women's world curling from prince george yesterday unbelievable uh, i was in a pinball arcade machine where it was like that old wonderland in Rajani. you pay once you play games all day do we have moose or is he gone what are we doing there he is yeah so i was watching the world's curling in south florida can you believe that that's cool what a world we live in i've never watched the uh, busy show. night no i didn't even hear about it i didn't even know about it until the other day I'm flipping through channels. I'm like, well, this is cool. Once every four years, you'd think. But no, they show things like world women's curling. And it's a busy night in the NBA with 11 games on the schedule. Highlights include Phoenix looking to extend its five-game win streak when the Suns visit the T-Wolves and LeBron and the Lakers entertaining the 76ers. The Raptors have another night off before hosting the Cavs tomorrow. This sports update brought to you by Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca, for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, 
Order yours now at g2gbars.ca and get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. Jumping back into this with the moose, the comments just went crazy in the chat. And I apologize for those that I missed. John Ohm in Winnipeg Ohm says, love these Roy rants. Uh, Jeff the Stamp fan says, to me, he says, love me some Danny Barrett. Who can forget Barrett to Pee Wee Smith, 1991 West Final at Commonwealth. Rod's rants for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, of course. Tell them Rod sent you get 10% off. Shout out to Camco. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop there. Other than to say, that was a special time. And we'll get back on track. I, I don't know if people want to sit and hear me tell stories all day. That's what sports banquets are for. That's what I've been imploring people. When we started this three years ago, Darren used to say we were doing sports banquets every day. Remember, and it kind of changed into a little yeah. more mainstream daily sports topics, but that was what you wanted, and that's what I hear from so many of the viewers is they just want to hear and sit me, hear me tell stories. But I will only say this. When I first came into the Riders at ni- in 1999, I was 26 years old, about to become a young father, and it was a different time. And I was a podunk hillbilly stubble jumper. I'm not that anymore. I pretend to be, but I'm not. But, you know, for instance, I was used to riding the bus with the junior hockey team. So I would just go get on the rider bus because that's what I was used to doing. And who was there? Al Ford, Cal Murphy, then to be Danny Barrett and um, Shivers. I remember having to give Don Narcisse a ride in my 1995 Black Ford Mustang. That thing was hot. And I remember driving Narco from the training camp in Saskatoon to some appointment that he had, some speaking, maybe it was to a school or something, and I was just like, driving him the whole time. And he's laughing, right? Because, you know, Narco's like, come on, Rod, come on, loosen up. And I'm like, yeah, it's Don Narcisse in my car. I couldn't believe it. Um, So, yeah, that kind of went away over the years, obviously, but Danny... Would, you know, we would sit and talk about parenting advice. We would sit and talk about life. We would just sit at his desk. And, and then he was there for seven seasons, which was great. We got to be, I felt, very close. And then Kent Austin came in, and Kent was really that big school, big-time guy, which, ironically, Danny's the one in the NFL now, but Kent just, like, I'd walk it, roll into Kent's office to have a chat, and he'd just look at me like, You know, what are you doing in here? What are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So it's not, not going to be the same in this regime. And then it never was the same after that, yeah. which was fine, duly noted. But I guess my point is I just, I didn't know any different. Right? Yeah, I guess. Um, Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, uh, ha ha, stubble jumper. Yeah, that's, that was me. Aaron B. says, Poe Dunk, Hillbilly, Stubble Jumper. That's amazing. Are you that, Moose, or no? No. I mean, I can be, and like you can, can pretend to be, but no, for the most part, I'm not at all. Were you ever? Yeah, maybe a little bit, for sure. You know, it's, this happens. I mean, not growing up on a farm, but spending a lot of time there, but this is the small town thing. You know, compared to the kids in the city, when you're from a small town, you're a ho dunk, you know, po dunk, hillbilly, 
you know, small town, don't know anything about the big city. But when you're in a city of, or a town of my size, that's like the big city compared to a town of your size. So it's all relative in this province. Yeah, you're a townie, as I said before. Yeah. And one more, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, is there another meaning for stubble jumper? Why does there need to be another meeting? We jumped stubble. You know what stubble is? It's the cut-off wheat shafts. That's what... Doesn't everybody know that? Anyways, <clears throat> moving on. And I'm, I'm somewhat loath to talk about this, but because of we're on Anchored out of Toronto on Game Plus TV, John in Edmonton wants to know our thoughts on the Justin Bieber Toronto jersey. Um, I see the Leafs are home tonight. They got the Devils there. I guess I just read that. So Justin Bieber designed a jersey. You're the resident Leaf fan. What do you know about this? Yeah, it's a re I think I believe it's a reversible jersey. It's got the double dark navy, the white kind of crest, and then on the inside, it's got the blue, but it's got a yellow Leaf logo, and it's in partnership with... Uh, with Bieber's brand that he's developed, um, his clothing brand. Um, I think it's cool. It's, it's all aimed at the younger demographic. It's not aimed at me, right? So it's not trying to make me buy one or me like one. It's all aimed at the kids and stuff. So, you know what? I think it's cool. I think they like, you know, Justin Bieber. I think they connect a lot with the Marners and the Matthews and the Young Leafs. I think that works for the kids. So it's all good. It's not for us older, older, older fans. No, I mean, everything needs to be geared toward the kids. Um, Darren in Salt Lake City watching. Salt Lake City, Utah. Says coaches need to understand that their office is rented, not owned. Hey, look, because this now in this world of broadcasts where what you say lives in infamy, I want to make sure that this is correct. People need to understand I don't have a problem with Kent Austin. I went on to probably be closer with Kent than I was with any other coach in my time in 20 seasons with the team. It's not about that. What I'm saying is Kent was more business. Danny was more family-oriented. And for that matter, so was Roy. You want me to go further down that road? Like, for instance, <laughs> my daughter, who incidentally, it's her birthday today, she used to have a purple leather jacket. And she was like, three or four and Roy would pull her aside into his office and go eh really love your jacket and he'd slam the door closed and he'd have a purple leather jacket on the back you know like Prince <laughs> you know and they laughed and um yeah. you know and she used to hang around there so much and then when Eric Tillman showed up with Austin he had two young kids that were a little older than my daughter and we were always trying to get him to play and this is how deep that my kid is. I remember one time she didn't want to play with him. We were walking down the hall, leaving, and I said, Why don't you want to play with Eric's kids? And she says, Because eventually they're going to have to leave like Roy and Bobby V, so I don't want to get to know them at all. How about that? Wow. How about that? That is deep. She was like seven. <laughs> Put a head on her shoulders. So, wow. I know. And you, how you can't argue that. I don't want to get hurt at Ooh. all, so I'm not going to step in this yeah so anyways it. you know back to kent he just wasn't a warm fuzzy guy wasn't going to talk about his family wasn't going to talk about his kids but that's fine too it was, it's different you got to learn to roll with these things read the room so many people don't and then of course chain showed up and it's interesting because 
you know, weren't you with me at lunch the other day in Calgary? We were with that former Stan Peters uh, staffer who worked with both Chamberlain and Corey's wife, Samantha, and that interesting dichotomy and everything. Because she worked for the Stamps. That's how they met. It's interesting. Um, back to the stubble jumper comment. What are you talking? Randy from the peg says he's never heard the term stubble jumper. When you're in the city. There must be a glossary. Yeah. yeah sorry. There must be a glossary somewhere of, of, but that's not a Saskatchewan term. That's a rural term. I thought. Um, yeah, I think it's where a the rural hell term. are we? Everybody should know. <laughs> We're. We're like all over the place. Ron Thompson in Calgary writes in and says, nothing better than old rider stories. I love being a provincial combo fan. Go riders, go flames. Again, that's why I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm wasting everybody's time telling those stories right now, particularly because my friends in South Florida have no idea what I'm talking about. That's not to say that those, my friends don't matter and... Danny Barrett's currently running backs coach with the Houston Texans, but I don't want to lose anybody. When you're doing a sports banquet in a small town hall in Saskatchewan, everybody knows who I'm talking about. Everybody. Right? And we need, yeah. to, do, we need to do more of those. Uh, from Ward in the peg, writes, then he says, Hi, guys. I just read the Dolphins are giving Hill $120 million over four years. 72 million guaranteed. Wasn't it the Chiefs that gave him that, or did they do a trade and sign deal? Was it a sign and trade deal or a trade and sign? Trade and sign, I believe. The Dolphins are <clears throat> striking this deal. It doesn't matter. Dolphins are paying for it. So I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. So he'll trade um, four years, $120 million. Whew, it's a big deal. But he sees Devontae He's Adams get his big deal in Vegas and, yeah, young player. Uh, gave up a lot of draft picks, but you know what? Miami's in a good spot now. You know, with, with Tua, um, they still have Jalen Waddle, who's a, a really emerging young star in the NFL. They like him a lot. Oh, man, is it a fascinating... That's what we love about sports, and I can go on and on and on and on and on about all this. Just last year with the Dolphins, just following them, they lost seven in a row, and then they won seven in a row. They're the only team in NFL history to do that, and they fire the coach. And then he comes back with a racial discrimination lawsuit, which, by the way, hasn't been proven yet. You think that's not still talked about a lot down here? And, you know, he didn't want Tua as his quarterback, the head coach, Brian Flores, who's been fired. But the GM did, and now they vowed to get weapons. That's just here in South Florida. You know, that's the talk. And then with the Blue Jays, we're in spring training, and I'm probably going to go to a game, I think, Thursday night. Not the Blue Jays. The Nationals, as I said, just up the road. But I'm sitting here. I'm in a major league market, too, 40 miles north of Miami. You know, so we will be talking more baseball. And that's the point with what Rob Vanstone was trying to get at with the CFL. It's like you're getting lost in the shuffle if you don't do something to stay relevant, and they just don't seem to want to do that. I'm not going to go down that road anymore uh but i'm gonna break moose i'll see you back here for overtime what say you you bet see you then all right it is the rp show and you are watching live from south florida and the nhl's bermuda triangle three down nation.com's justin dunk will join us next
You're watching on Game Plus Television. We're always streaming live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues into Hour 2, proudly brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the best beer in the game. And they're telling me they have a connection issue with Justin Dunk, so we're working on it. I will read you this afternoon sports update or morning, I guess, where you folks may be watching. The Kansas City Chiefs trading wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins today for a package of draft picks. And the Dolphins are giving the three-time All-Pro a $120 million four-year contract extension. The Chiefs will get the Dolphins' first and second-round picks along with their third-rounder in this year's draft and fourth and sixth-round picks next year. Hill's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, the Drew Rosenhaus, said the next extension from Miami includes $72.2 million guaranteed. The Chiefs had been in discussions with Hill on a contract extension in part because they were asking, uh, they were seeking relief from a tight salary cap situation, but the talks had stalled over the past few days, and Hill's reps requested permission to seek a trade, and voila, here we are. And voila, there we are. Justin Dunk joins us from 3downnation.com, and we'll get to the 3down news in a moment. Nothing shocks me anymore, JD, and it just dropped out. Oh, boy. How about that? Did they drop a bomb on Hamilton? That's where Justin generally joins us from. Well, I can jump into the, the chat here and talk to you folks all day, you people. Um, James Zylstra is watching in Manitoba. I can easily do a segment on this while we await Justin Dunk with this question. He says, question, Rod, what NHL team is Saskatchewan most fond of? Alberta teams or Manitoba team or it's a mix? I've run polls. Historically, it's been the Edmonton Oilers. That's waning. The Winnipeg Jets are moving in big time, big time. Flames have their fans, but not nearly as much as the Oilers or now the Jets. And then for the, anybody like 50 and over, Leafs, Habs. It's like Toronto with the NFL. It's split. There's not one favorite team. That's what's the deal with Saskatchewan. Uh, and I've run the polls. I've run the number. Okay, they tell me the feed's fine with Justin. And before we, well, we're kind of running out of time now, but we'll get to the uh, three-down news in a moment. This Tyreek Hill trade today, Justin, I don't think too many people saw it coming, although maybe you knew that he wanted out of KC. Uh, your thoughts on him now being a Miami Dolphin? I don't understand it, man. It's a bad move for Tyreek Hill to go away from Patrick Mahomes. We've seen this in the past with, let's say, Randy Moss going to random teams with quarterbacks that weren't very good. So if I'm Hill, I would have want to stay tied into Mahomes for as long as possible. So in my mind, I don't understand. I get you want to get paid, but we've seen this too often, Roddy. Guys want to get paid and they leave and it doesn't end up working out. And I don't think they make as much money in the long run. Yeah, well, it's interesting uh, following the situation down here in South Florida because, as I was saying earlier, the Dolphins vowed to get Tua some weapons. So Tyreek is one. They already have Waddle, and they're looking for a running back in the defense. They're pretty happy with, uh, as our good friend Sam McGuavin uh, just re-signed here with Miami. So they're very excited 
with this trade today here. CFL Newsman, 3downnation.com is, of course, Canada's premier source for CFL news and all of Canadian football. What's popping this week, man? What's on your radar? To me, the biggest news in Canadian football right now is Trey Ford, the University of Waterloo quarterback who won the Crichton a year ago, drawing legitimate NFL interest, Roddy. And there has not been a quarterback from a Canadian university sign a contract with an NFL team since the 1980s. So we're talking about an unprecedented situation. He, provo- he produced or had a great pro day down at the University of Buffalo in front of over 10 NFL teams. And there's a lot of intrigue and interest in him. Teams doing their background research. And when I say teams, I'm talking NFL teams. So there's some people that feel like, you know, there's a small chance he could go in the back part of the draft, maybe the later round, sixth or seventh round potentially. But based on what I'm hearing in the level of interest, it seems like there's a real chance for him to sign an undrafted free agent contract, which might be the best scenario overall because then he can pick the team and look at the depth chart and see who's actually going to develop him, who's going to actually be serious about his long-term prospects in the NFL, because that's going to be very key. But the interest is legitimate, and in my mind, this is a massive story that needs more coverage. Well, you're providing it. And uh, to be honest with you, it's interesting. This is the conundrum that comes up every year for the CFL draft, for the teams, and for those that follow it. Where do you draft? Because Jesse Lucetta, the linebacker, was he at Penn State? He's a number one overall. Is it Penn State? He's number one overall pick for the CFL draft, but he's getting tons of NFL interest too, man. This is difficult times for CFL teams as they approach the draft this spring in terms of who's going to be available. Yeah, it makes it. Certainly, it makes it tricky, and that's always interesting about the CFL draft. But you mentioned Laqueta there, who didn't really pop off in terms of testing. That wasn't expected. He's better when you put the tape on. So he's a guy that I think should go in the NFL draft. I mean, anything can happen, but he's a versatile guy, fits the NFL style of play, especially on defense right now. And the other main guy to keep an eye on in terms of the NFL draft in Canadians is John Mechie Jr., He's a guy that was a standout at the University of Alabama, won a national championship there with the Crimson Tide, tore his ACL in the SEC championship game. And you could argue maybe he would have been one of the guys to help put the Crimson Tide over the top in the natty against Georgia. Of course, the Bulldogs end up going and winning that game. But Mechie Jr. is a real intriguing prospect. I think a guy that's firmly in the mid-rounds. And if he didn't have this ACL knee injury, would be a guy that's maybe going in the top couple of rounds. So those are the names to keep an eye on right now in terms of Canadians in the NFL draft process. Justin Dunk with us from 3downnation.com. I'm going to read a comment here. I don't know if you want to dive into it or not. Darren in Utah says, Does Justin think the new owners and executives in Edmonton, B.C., and the efforts in Ottawa signal an effort to make the CFL more relevant in the offseason like the NFL? Do you have a thought on that? Yes, I definitely do. And I think what Ottawa is doing is great with the Behind the R documentary that they're putting on. That's something that every team needs to look at. And especially with Victor Queen Edmonton and Amar Doman, the owner in BC, they're really the game up. And they're showing the rest of the teams that, hey, we mean business. We're here to compete in the offseason too. We want to keep our teams in the news and interesting and have 
fans engage and perhaps, dare I say, even engage new fans and put marketing money into the product that they want the fans to come out and pay to see. So I think what Pui and Doman are doing is great and also the shift that Ottawa has made in opening themselves up. And I think it's definitely going to help those teams individually, but also raise the level around the league. Otherwise, those teams are going to lag behind. Well, I hope so. But, Justin, you and I have had talks for years. I've literally been on my knees for years begging them to, to meet us halfway and be, be relevant in the off season. And not only would they not do it, but they were angry that I was trying. So I'm, I'm over it and say good luck. Because I don't – it's – no. Cause the, just because these few markets are doing it doesn't mean the rest do. But anyways, what about the four-down talk? Because uh, Arash, to use our term, put his balls on the table with his report here last week about the four-down thing, and uh, a lot of people summarily downplaying it or even denying it. Uh, What is your take on this? Where is it coming from? Well, let's look at this first of all, and that's what Mr. Medani does, right? He brings you the facts, good, bad, or indifferent, and people just ultimately don't like the truth. So his report needs to stand on its own he's a legitimate source and i know some of the twitter trolls out there like to bash him online but if Medani's saying it it's true all right so genius sports is not going to come out and say in a statement that they want to push the cfl to go to four downs right that would ultimately mean that the large base of the cfl fan base right now would hate them right off the jump so they're not going to say that now there is legitimately to what is going on here there have been talks behind the scenes of four downs and there have been teams across the league that have been asked to provide reports for various things in terms of the gameplay and four downs was one of them so the only way that i can see this as a bit of a stroke of genius from the league is to keep them in the conversation in march and april which are traditionally two of the ultra dead months in the off season so from my perspective if that's the case it's smart. But if I'm Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner, he needs to be very careful here. I think he needs to come out and say where he stands on this issue and potentially even guarantee that the league won't go to three downs or fans across the country and around the world are going to start calling for his head and a new commissioner because that's how contentious this issue is. They could lose their hardcore fan base if they do decide to go to four downs, Roddy. You know it. A lot of people are calling for his head now. Let's just say it. Five years from now, is the CFL playing three downs or four downs, or is it even around at all? Well, there's so much to unpack there. My goodness. I hope they're still playing three downs, but it depends on a number of factors here, and I think Genius Sports is going to have a say. And also, what's going on, you know, way behind the scenes with the XFL and their partnership with the NFL, or is there something at play there potentially with the CFL? That's just pure speculation on my point. But I think to what you said lastly there, Roddy, the CFL needs to be careful here that if they switch to four downs, they're not just the second best football league in the world anymore playing four downs. They're definitely the third best because the NCAA is about to, if it already hasn't turned into a professional league, and they rule the weekends down there, Saturday's NCAA, as you know, Sunday is the NFL. Then you even have Friday nights where it's high school football. There's a bunch of college games on that night as well. The NFL obviously is Thursday night football and Monday night football. So if you go to four downs right away, you're the third worst 
league. Whether or not people want to agree with that, that's how it's going to be viewed. And that's already part of the CFL's issue right now is an inferiority complex because CFL feel the people that don't follow the CFL feel like it's way behind the NFL. So they need to be careful here and they need Domon and Kui and Mark Gowdy and guys like this pushing the CFL forward. Otherwise, as you mentioned, the future could be really uncertain. Wonderful report. We need to do this more. Always good to see you, Justin. Uh, keep in touch, my friend. Thanks for this. Yeah, man. Keep enjoying working on the tan down there, buddy. Thank you, man. 3downnation.com's Justin Dunk. I was thinking today, finally got some sun on this skin. Feels good. Vitamin D. Overtime's next. The Moose will rejoin us to unpack that. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV and your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is Overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Stop in and see them on Arcola Avenue East in the sweatpants capital. All right, we're bringing the Moose back in for this final segment. There's not a lot of time. I'm just going to read some of the comments, Moose, that have come in on the text line, the 902 text line from Jeff watching in Oregon. If the CFL goes to four downs, I doubt I'll be watching here in the States. From Jack in Alberta, speaking of CFL history, me with Sugarfoot Anderson and Stevie Bags. Oh, it's a photo he sent in, but we don't have the, the means to show that. From Metal Shingle Guy, writes in, he says, Yup, the NHL and its teams are going after the kids. CFL is after what demographic? Bieber's got to love some Argos. Uh, I would assume, but this is kind of a Canadian thing. Justin Bieber plays halftime of the 2012 Grey Cup in Toronto. I was there, and he got booed. I left the stadium disgusted. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, congrats to our crew, our crew. This has been a real fun show today. I think an outstanding one. And I see you entered the chat, Moose, with a eye emoji. What was that all about? Well, I, I, too, I, I, I noticed Dunk had a little Michigan Wolverines helmet over his left shoulder or his right shoulder. In the background of a shot, a little mini helmet. So I was just giving, uh, giving Justin some props for the Wolverines there. That's what it was. Okay, you felt a need to write in on that. Okay. <laughs> some su subliminal messaging there. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you got getting up to for the rest of the day? Oh, man, uh, I've got a few things going on. Uh, I'm feeling like uh, I've crested the, the, uh, the flu or the cold or whatever this is. So uh, got to try and get outside a little bit. Got some work to do, a couple meetings. Uh, but uh, most of the, mostly it'll be just getting over this and getting back to normal. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Well, uh, games tonight. We didn't. I meant to talk about this, and I didn't. The Pats lost last night in Swift Current. I don't think the Pats are going to make the playoffs. My beloved Pats. Uh, Bedard sniped twice, including on a penalty shot. Did you see that? You must have. I did. Oh yeah. That guy's a the kid. Is he's uh, so good? He tells you exactly where he's going to go, and he goes there and scores anyway. Same spot all the time. It's like Owen Nolan. Yes, on Hasek. 
Yeah, we got to get old Nolan on. I don't think we ever have. Clark's, I shouldn't tell Clark what to do because he's the best guest booker in the business, but I'd love to have Owen Nolan tell some of those stories because he didn't mean to embarrass Dominic Hasek the way that he did in that All-Star game, but man, did he ever. Poor goalies. Always getting pantsed in All I can remember and All-Star skills competitions. Yeah, what? From, from that is Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em. He's doing the highlights, and it's like Owen Nolan points the goal, gets a hat trick, in his own bar, and doesn't win the MVP. It was a crime. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, BW, turning off my data for tomorrow's show. Have a great day. Oh, he's, uh, he's saving his data. Thank you, BW. I appreciate that. Darren in Utah, spring colds are the worst, Moose. The only thing worse is summer colds. Cynthia in Pittsburgh, feel better, Moose. I'm telling you, man. You're very popular. Thank Last you. minute of play in the RP show today. Uh, in the dub tonight, the Saskatoon Blades are home to the Winnipeg Ice. The Blades have a comfortable spot in the playoffs, but they have not clinched yet. Every day I go on the WHL website, and I see only three teams have clinched. Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Red Deer. That's it. So it's going down to the wire. Also, Kelowna's in Victoria tonight. Uh, Blue Jays playing the Phillies this afternoon in spring training baseball. Uh, NBA tonight, the wraps are off. I'm following the SJ playoffs. There's a lot going on there. By the way, I guess Sportsnet, they won. They gambled. Are they broadcasting every Blue Jays uh, preseason game or none? Or where are they on that? Do you know? Good question. Good question. (laughs) We don't care. Last year we were so upset. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on the old... RP Show. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.